It's just getting old. I mean, like you said, I was complaining earlier, and I'm about to complain about it again. Do it. <laughs> I feel like coffee just, like, fucks me now that I'm 30. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I was 22, I would just have, like, cold brew all day and be like, mmm, I'm getting into coffee. This is delicious. Yeah. I feel nothing but delicious coffee flavor in my body. <laughs> and now I have, like, a sip of coffee, just regular coffee, on a slightly empty stomach. And I'm like, well, I guess this is what fucking speed feels like because <laughs> i'm lit for the next seven hours i'm vibrating and it's like oh no how, how did how did i drink more coffee and become like lower tolerance yeah then if i just never had coffee before and then finally had a sip at 30 i have no idea it doesn't make sense because i have kind of like the same experience so uh, i i can't help you honey all I now I'm at the point where I can't even stand like normal levels of caffeine and coffee. Like when I have my coffee in the morning, it's half calf. Like I have to do a scoop of decaf and a scoop <laughs> of regular just so I can fucking not have a panic attack at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I'll be at work and they'll be like, you know, so many people function off of caffeine. Oh, and they're like too many first people. thing in the morning, got my coffee. Hey, Eddie, do you want coffee? We got, we got some. I'm like, huh, no. I really don't feel like ruining my day, Janet. Thanks I for can't. the offer. <laughs> I already hate being here to begin with. Oh I can God. imagine also having a panic attack for the <laughs> six hours I'm here on top of the just consuming fucking anxiety I already have. Uh-huh. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but pe- was... people are so good at it. Oh, it's because they're addicted. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's my mom. She she drinks minimum two cups of coffee before she even showers in the morning. My God, I'd be. And they're like strong caffeine. Like she has like the instant, uh, death by coffee. Oh my lord! Stuff and she does that some days, where she'll just like do that and then a normal cup of coffee on top of it. That would just have me. I would be. On, like, the fucking Twitter headlines. I'd be throwing up. (laughs) Here's the audio of this man's freak out as he calls the police. Yep. Be like, guys, I think I'm in the clouds. (laughs) I'm fucking ascending. I need someone to bring me back to Earth. They're like, um, sir, what's going on? Oh, no. I can see Jesus right now. (laughs) And he's telling me to go back, but I don't want to right now. I don't want to. I got work in two minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. That was fun driving to work the other day for me because I was just know normal commute not heavy traffic i just got to like a certain point in my drive and my heart just like skyrocketed i was like why is my heart beating so fast right now i'm not stressed i'm not over caffeinated i'm fine like i know this route i'm not anxious about it but my heart was just like you just ran three miles <laughs> like no why i was gonna have a good day and my fucking body just said nope you're not actually (laughs) it's a lot of fun when you're just having a good day and all of a sudden your body's like hey guess what you're about to have one of the worst two hours of your life for no reason Mm -hmm. jess you know what gotta remind you of your morality mortality both of them oh (laughs) have you cover all your bases how do you feel about this let's have an existential crisis at 6 30 a.m like let's do it yeah and then you have to work for six to eight hours (sighs) you know i feel like i'm pretty ungrateful for my life (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. You know what they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, <laughs> I'm working a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I've been working for 30 years. Every single day. No, you have not. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean I haven't? You've not been working oh, for been 30 working. years. Haven't loved what I've done for 30 years. <laughs> Thank God in heaven. Oof. Welcome back, everyone, one and all, to the Show Dependent Podcast. It is the podcast that exposes our codependent tendencies with the things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. The man whose voice is communicating to you right now, his name is Eddie. And as always, he is here to try and entertain you get a little nervous about it, and hope he's doing a good job. <laughs> and then maybe one person will text him and say, hey, that's a pretty good episode. It may be me. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll think, hmm, okay. Well, at least they kind of thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> and the other voice, who you just heard laughing along, <laughs> is belonging to, that was a weird sentence, belongs to. <laughs> Kayla. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello there. How y'all doing? Hope you're having a good day. Are you enjoying the spookiness that has been occurring? Spooky. The trees are changing color. It's getting cooler. It's five degrees cooler than it was in the summer. And now, your anxiety is on brand. (laughs) Before it was an issue. Now, you're just sticking with the theme. I forgot what we were doing. Ah, yes. I remember now. Recording a podcast. Wait a minute. I'm second guessing everything I'm doing right now. Why did you have right, coffee I, today? I need to that not. was the worst mistake you made. We are here today to talk to you about the Saw franchise. And I'm going to say we're also going to talk about Spiral because I know, and most of you know, that it is part of the Saw franchise. But some people, as I've come to find out, think that it's not. So we're going to talk about Saw. Eight films plus Spiral, what we call the ninth film in the Mm -hmm. Saw franchise. It's a lot to get through. We're going to do it, and it's going to be a great time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Kayla, how do you feel about it? I feel good. Yeah, you ready? I like it. (laughs) I like these movies. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about them. All right. Well, why don't you uh, start us off with our meet cute and tell us, where did you meet Saw? Oh, I met Saw in a back alley. Uh, I did not have my mace on me. And uh, thank God he did not want to mug me. So that was, that was a close call. No, for me, Saw, um, Saw was always a big, big bad in my mind. Because every time I went to like our local movie store, you know, back when we had VHSs, I would see the Saw films like in a line on a shelf and it was always like the scariest covers to me because it was just like flesh and blood and it just looked too much like too much I could not handle it yeah I was always afraid to watch movies like this ever since I was like pity invited to a Halloween party in sixth grade yeah I said pity invited I know I was not supposed to be there but 
<laughs> I was in a group project with like the most popular girl in our class and her mom. I know her mom felt bad for me because I was a fucking loser. So she's like, oh, come on, honey. Just like, just invite her. Be a good person. And so, <laughs> so like, yeah, take pity on that loser over there. Look at her, how pathetic she is. Those fucking glasses. Those fucking glasses and that total lack of confidence. Um, yeah. So I got invited to a Halloween party dressed up as an M&M. Just, oh, uh, everybody else is like a cute insect. Like, oh, I'm a butterfly. I'm a, I'm a ladybug. Well, um, I was a fat M&M. I was the yellow M&M. And I wore a top hat and gloves. And I stuffed myself with newspaper. <laughs> and I crinkled when I walked. Um, That's fun, though. Yeah, I almost didn't go to the party, though, because... <laughs> Sounds like you should not have. No, no, no. I walked up and knocked on the door. They let me in. And... I swear it was the music from Saw was playing when I entered the house because all around me were these Halloween decorations of dismembered body parts hanging from the ceiling on chains. They were doing it right. They really did a good job. And like in retrospect, the theming was immaculate. I did not appreciate it. I almost completely pulled a 180 and got out of there. But I was like, no, this is my one chance to be cool. So I got to stick it out. And then I was still afraid for, I don't know, 20 more years. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a scaredy cat. I, I got over it. And at the spry, the spry young age of 25, I finally said, you know what? I'm ready to watch Saw. And Eddie was here for me, and we watched it together. And uh, boy, oh, boy, was I pleasantly surprised. I was, um, was very proud of myself. And uh, my ability to not only watch these m- movies, but at the time to laugh at the nonsense happening in front of me. And uh, yeah, these films definitely showed me that I have matured from the scared little girl who couldn't stand being near Halloween decorations to a woman who now actively seeks out the macabre. I like these films. Oh, a little bit of growth, huh? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very little. Yeah, but well. uh, it's still measurable. Well, we'd love to hear it. You know, I'm sure everyone loves a good uh, coming-of-age story, being able to confront your demons. For me, you know, 2006, it was an interesting year for me, I think. (laughs) Do you remember anything from 2006? I remember I was 15. Oh. So I was kind of starting to become an adult. Or should I say, adult responsibilities were starting to be thrust upon me. Mm. Driver's license coming up, had to do the Oof. whole, you know, six months before, you got to start ramping up. Like, just just let me go take the test. I either pass or fail. Uh-huh. More responsibilities at school. You know what it is. But as previously stated on the podcast, 2005 was an awakening for me in terms of finally enjoying horror. Yay. Resident Evil 4 opened my eyes to just how good horror could be. This meant that young Eddie was finally open to the idea of watching horror movies in a movie theater. Oof, you, that is brave. <laughs> I know. Saw 3 was the first film in the franchise that I was willing to watch. I went with a few buds. I can't remember exactly who it was, but, you know, this being high school for me, it was probably my friends in, like, freshman year of high school. So, if any of y'all are listening and you remember going with me, hey, shouts out to you. You were, like, my first horror movie buds there. How romantic. Yeah, it was a bit nerve-wracking, and I remember thinking, can I handle this? Mm-hmm. You know, that fear of, like, what if I can't handle this? I can't just leave this theater. I'm 15. 
Everyone will make fun of me. I won't ever be able to live this down. Aww. Luckily for young Eddie, the movie really didn't hit that hard because I'll say this right now, the Saw franchise really isn't like scary movies. Oh no. It was a little weird coming into the franchise in the third installment. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? These movies very much assume that I knew more than I did. <laughs> it was like, you know, you've seen the first two, right? Oh, you know what's going on. But it was funny for me because, you know, I made jokes like, yeah, I know who that guy is. I was a comedic genius at the time. Some of my friends had seen the previous films and they came out thinking it kind of sucked. But I actually liked it a lot. I thought the story was cool and that the traps were metal as hell. Before watching this one, I had seen the commercials, but I was always like, hmm, that looks scary, let me ignore this. Or I would frantically try and change the channel if it was a little bit too late at night. <laughs> and I was like, I can't go to sleep with this Saw commercial in my mind. Where are the cartoons? Give me the cartoons, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After watching, though, I didn't do much else, to be honest. I didn't fully watch any of the other films in the franchise until Kayla and I watched them all in 2020. Mm -hmm. However, I had watched large portions of them through clips on the internet, and I knew most of the twists, and just how ridiculous it got. I guess you could describe my initial relationship with Saw as just a quick one-night affair. Oh, you, you slut. Just had one you cool... Harlot. <laughs> just one cool night together, then after that it was like looks from afar. Ooh. I'm happy I waited to watch them all at once, though. Oh, and uh, just in case anyone's wondering, Spiral is amazing. This is our getting to know each other segment. We're going to recap very briefly the Saw franchise. Um, and we're just going to give you a little little taste of the flavors that uh, you can expect within these lovely films. John Kramer was a rather menacing looking fellow, but a nice man. Problem is, he got the cancer. His baby was killed in the womb when his wife got injured. So this made him want a little revenge. On whom, you may ask? Oh, just anyone he deems to be wasting their life and or hurting others. The Jigsaw Killer is born. In the first we get introduced, get all the backstory, and watch Wesley from The Princess Bride cut his leg off to escape. In Saw 2, the trap gets bigger, and we see that Jigsaw has an apprentice. Donnie Wahlberg is an indecisive cop who ends up getting trapped in the same room as the guys in the first. He failed miserably. For Saw 3, we now turn to a grieving man whose kid was killed and who just needs to get over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, Jigsaw deems his grief as unnecessary. So the single person going through a series of traps is born. Along with this, Jigsaw is dying. He gets surgery and his apprentice proves she sucks and everyone dies. <laughs> In the fourth, it's revealed a whole new character has been there from the start. And guess what? He's been with Jigsaw the whole time. Donnie is still alive, only to be swiftly killed via ice blocks because the cops just can't listen to directions. We're halfway there, guys. Uh, for Saw 5, our boy Hoffman is fully in charge. He frames the FBI guy, Strom, for the murders while also testing the biggest group of selfish idiots. Ugh, they are obnoxious. Saw 6 sees Hoffman tested by Jigsaw's wife, Jill, in Jigsaw's final will trap. He's taking on the healthcare system. At this point, the jig is up, and Hoffman almost dies, but he's too strong. After this, the studio tried to keep things fresh by releasing Saw 3D, also known later as Saw the Final Chapter, which it wasn't, or <laughs> just Saw 7. We somehow get even more backstory about John, who has been dead now for four films. 
A self-help guy who lied about being in a jigsaw trap gets put in a jigsaw trap, and it does not go well for him. Who would have guessed? Elsewhere, Hoffman is finally taken out by, you guessed it, another one of Jigsaw's secret apprentices, Wesley, actual name Dr. Gordon, who somehow has been helping Jigsaw since like the middle of the first one. This twist makes the least sense, but it's fun. In the final film, Jigsaw, Kinda Saw 8, and again, definitely not the final film, <laughs> we go way back to see Jigsaw's first trap, while also watching a trap go on that somehow happens the exact same way. I don't know, it was confusing, but again, still fun. It ends with Jigsaw showing mercy to one of the players, whom he decides at the last second doesn't deserve to die. Instead, he turns him into yet another, but somehow the very first apprentice he ever had that we never see again. Oof, sorry. I, it's just, we're stretching so much. I just, ugh, oof. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of stretching in these plot lines, so a little uncomfortable. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, Chris Rocks brings us a fresher take on Saw with the release of Spiral. It's a great time watching cops who definitely deserve to die get put into traps and die. Yay! <laughs> the Jigsaw copycat is revealed and everyone has a great time listening to a rap song sung to the beat of the Saw theme and we have 21 Savage calling us pussies and that's how Saw ends. For now. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Now that we have gotten to know the Saw franchise just a little bit, and to be honest, do we really know the Saw franchise? I don't know if we could comfortably say we do know it. I will neither confirm nor deny <laughs> knowing Saw, but now... Oh, dear. It's definitely time to go steady and really just, you know, get into it with Saw. Find out what makes you tick, John Kramer. What sins have you committed? Have you murdered anyone? No. You say no, you haven't. No, 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 no. I've never killed anybody. <laughs> mm -mm. So let's just talk about, and again, let me remind you, nine films. Nine. As of right now. I guarantee there's going to be another one. In the I next, hope so. In the next five years. I, I hope. I hope there's another one. Well, let's talk about nine films all at once. <sighs> that sounds like a panic, panic attack waiting to happen. We're going we're gonna to talk about each film. And then I'm going to overlay all of the audio together. So it's nine audios just going at once. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. And we're not going to do that because just the concept of that makes me itchy. So we're not going to do that at all. That's like a saw trap in and of itself. Oh, uh, audio torture? It's just the audio room. Ooh, that sounds miserable. Which is worst, overstimulation or no stimulation? I think apparently no stimulation. Yeah, because that's when people like start hallucinating, right? Yeah, which is fucking wild. Horrifying. The human mind is too powerful. And also dumb as shit. Oh, we, um, we no reptile Nothing's brain. happening. I'm going to start freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolute silence should not exist. Anyways. Moving forward. Saw. The entire premise of Saw is just fucking fun. I you absolutely. You use the word fun. Oh yeah, fun. The premise huh? of Saw. Fun. I absolutely love how ridiculous it gets. You can't tell me that all the twists and turns is not solely defined as fun. The rapid <sighs> editing. Oh okay yeah oh good. <laughs> Come on That's now. That's fair. That's fair. Still, the adjective fun seems insensitive. <laughs> what would you call it instead? 
Amusing, maybe? I don't know. Amusing and fun are synonyms in my mind. Tomato, tomato, I suppose. All right, fine. We'll go with fun. It's fun. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, we get rapid editing. We speed up. Like, every single time someone's in one of the traps, they always, like, show them, like, oh, oh, throwing their head around. Mm -hmm. And then the camera's doing, like, a fucking 900 around them. And like, we, and we see their head like doing that weird like rapid glitching thing uh-huh. that they always do on like James Wan. Yeah, they always do on like monsters where it's like, oh, they're moving really fast. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But they they just do that with every victim in every single one of these traps, and it's just like you see it the first time and you're like, hmm, this is interesting a weird. choice. And then by Saw Seven, you're like, hmm, all right. <laughs> I know what you're doing here. He's doing the thing again. Yep. Oh, this is the thing they do in Saw. Yeah, it's just like the style of Saw I fucking love. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's so, like, of its time. Like, this is such an early thousands look. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking, what is it, dodecahedron? I didn't understand a single thing that just left your mouth. What what is a dodecahedron? It's like a... What is that? It's like a multi-sided shape. I want to say it's like a hundred sides, but that's probably wrong. Like our die that we have? Yeah. Huh. It's just all edge is what I'm trying to say. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Let me me tell you one thing right now. And it's funny because we love this franchise. I completely forgot why his name is Jigsaw. It's, It's weird because it's called Saw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, okay, he's the Jigsaw killer. You fucking forget why he's called that after the first movie. Mm-hmm. Watching the first movie again, they fucking say that he's called the Jigsaw Killer because he just cuts Jigsaw pieces out of his victims' bodies. Like, w- w- why? And then it's just, like, vaguely brought up in, like, the sixth one after that. Yeah. He's got, like, five gimmicks. Come on, John. Just pick one. <laughs> he needs to reinvent himself. Every every two minutes? Like, He's the on. fucking Mick uh, Foley uh, of the <laughs> horror franchise. He's always Don't reinventing bring himself. Into this. Yeah, or like Matt Hardy. He's oh. just always changing his gimmick with the times. He's got to be fresh. He said this no, is getting no, no, stale. No, no, no. John, this is too much. Yeah, it's funny because like, that's why his name is Jigsaw. But you totally forget about the, the pieces yeah. It's like, what's what's the purpose of the pieces? Are we going to make a giant flesh puzzle? <laughs> like, what the hell? Could you imagine? Ugh. Oh, what if he does that weird thing where, oh, I made a picture of uh, Anakin Skywalker with fucking Rubik's Cubes. But, but he does human like, flesh. Yeah, that's probably his big reveal. If they didn't figure out who he was. Is he going like, to do a mural of Jill? Like, who is no. it going to be? What I was going to say is, I mean, he got found out immediately. It was like within a year, I feel who yeah. it was but they couldn't catch him no but they knew who he was yeah i think the big reveal was probably like it's my face made out of the flesh of my victims and wow. it's like guess what it's john and then everyone like turns around and he's just like in the back drinking a dr pepper oh he's my like God. pretty good huh okay i guess <laughs> cuff me he's always so nonchalant oh this guy doesn't give a shit about anything <laughs> he does and he doesn't yeah it's weird he like really cares that he's about to die and he also like no one could be more ready to die. Oh, he's like, <laughs> he, John he, his fuck it meter is at max. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking insane. But before we just talk about this man who, John Kramer is his name, and we're about to dedicate a whole section to him, let me say this. Another style choice is his apprentices wear pig masks. Um, We'll talk about this more on Spiral because it's never explained no, why. No, not at all. <laughs> 
And it doesn't make any fucking sense until Spiral. No. Which is weird. He uses tape recorders, which, Kayla, what did you say? I said that John, like, single-handedly kept the mini tape recorder business afloat, like, in the late aughts. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was, have you ever seen a mini tape recorder? I, I don't think I ever have in person. No, because John Kramer bought them all up. <gasps> that asshole. <laughs> I could have my own mini tape recorder. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Just leave yeah. little tapes. Note to self. Buy milk. Hello, self. Oh, no. I want to play a game. No. <laughs> Last night you said fuck it and didn't put your contacts away in the right spot. I've hidden them somewhere in the house. No. You were also blackout drunk and have no memory of this. Do you want to get to work on time? Do you want to see? I want to see if you can do this. Oh, uh, you got him, John. Got him. You have 30 minutes to get no. to work. <laughs> Not only that, I love that every... Literally, I, I don't know what city this franchise takes place in but every saw film just shows you a little bit more of this is the seediest city that has ever existed like even the nicest hotels in this franchise <laughs> they're still grimy are the dirtiest hotels you'll ever see yeah i think they literally were just like color scheme for saw we're gonna go muted peeling wallpaper and then we're gonna go over it with human shit every room <laughs> filthy <laughs> mm. All right, get Paul in here. It's too clean. Where's Paul at? He's really good at painting with shit. Ugh, is Paul a monkey? <laughs> nah, he's just a weird dude. Oh, well, good for Paul. At least he's employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just barely. Uh, it works for tips. Uh, nah, he does this for the love of the game. <laughs> he's a volunteer. Oh, boy. Last thing before we get to John. The first film is light on gore, to be honest. So right here, I think it would behoove us. <laughs> to talk about this whole Behoove, are we horses? gore porn idea. Because in yeah. the first one, very minimal blood. Yeah. The whole like big thing that everyone knows that uh, Wesley, Dr. Gordon, saws his leg off. We see him do like one slice and then the rest happens off camera. And then he just like has his foot cut off. It's like, where did this idea? I mean, obviously it's in the later ones. But this movie was like immediately labeled gore porn. And it's like some of the lightest gore in any horror movie I've seen. Yeah. And that was something that like kept me away from these films for a really long time. Because I had always heard the terminology gore porn surrounding the Saw franchise. And I was like, I don't think that's something I would enjoy. And then upon watching the films, I was like, this isn't true at all. Like, yeah, there's gore and a lot of like torturous situations. But it's really not as intense as it's been made out to be, which is why I was able to bear watching these films. Because, like, if it's something that's just there to be disgusting for absolutely no reason, I'm not interested in it. But there is a plot that drives a lot of these actions. So that's what keeps it afloat, in my opinion. So. Oh, absolutely. It's not hostile. It's not like the human centipede where it's just like, let me be gratuitous and show how fucking edgy I could be. Yeah, it's not trying to do, like, a gross-out factor. No. It's, least... it's gross, don't get me wrong, but it's not, like... Yeah, I don't know. To the point that it's unwatchable. Right. And the big twist at the end of the first one, I think, is one of the most, you know, legendary twists in film horror history. Because I, I just think it's so effective. You know, if you don't know what it is, 
I mean, do we put a spoiler alert real quick, even though we're going to spoil everything anyways? I mean, this film is like 20 years old, so I think it's fair game. Right. I'll just say, if you go into it not knowing what it is, when you find out at the end, because John Kramer, he's supposedly dead in the middle of the room, and at the end, when everything seems lost, this fucking body just stands up in the middle of the room. The theme is on full blast. Adam, one of the two guys who was trapped in the room, is just like mouth agape. Is this a fucking zombie? And then Kramer just like takes off a skull cap. He didn't actually shoot himself in the head. He just looks down at him and is just like, ape. And then just walks out and just like. Poor Adam. Poor Adam. Yeah, we'll get to it, but Adam didn't deserve none of this. And then Kramer just walks out and it's like, holy shit. That was... Fu- well, I didn't see that coming this at all. This man's another breed. <laughs> yeah. My good lord. It's just... I, I don't know. I think it's dope. Like, it's it's one of those moments where, you know, people always say, like, what movie do you wish you could watch again or experience yeah, the first time? Yeah, for the first time. I mm-hmm. think that one's definitely worth it. So let's talk about John Kramer. The genius. The mastermind. Jigsaw himself. Daddy J. Talk about the style. <laughs> Nobody calls Jesus him that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Daddy J. I mean, J. I call him that. I don't know. I mean, you can. He's got some daddy energy. I don't know what it is. I mean, he wishes he was a daddy. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so mean. Yeah, that's right, Jigsaw. I'm literally defending a murderer. (laughs) It's fine. Nah, he never killed anyone. (laughs) You want to talk about his style? Oh, this man is icy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So, Daddy J, um, (laughs) he's just got style for days, man. He said... I am a supervillain. I'm going to wear the black cloak with the red trim on the inside. And I, you know, I have to endorse it because he looks great. He's good at what he does and he's never killed anybody. So how could you not, Stan? I absolutely love just how ridiculous that statement is because he says it multiple times. Oh, yes. And we constantly say that. I don't know why we say it all the time, but we do. Because it's ridiculous. He says, I never killed anyone. First of all, in the first one, the cops should have just shot this man. Yeah, there was a very clear opening where they could have just killed him and ended this all. Like, to be honest, obviously I don't condone police shooting people just willy-nilly. Especially not IRL. But in this film, like, we definitely know that this man is insane, you know, that he's definitely confirmed murdering people in horrific ways. So you you just, you know, hit him with one, you're good. John also, like, fucking Assassin's Creed hitting blades a guy in the throat and almost kills him. It makes sense for him to have a, have a hidden blade, though. Yeah, but he's like, he his big thing is, like, he never killed anyone, but you almost fucking did. It's self-defense. It's different. Yeah, but what if he did kill him? What do you say? I've killed one person. Maybe. <laughs> my, Change my the slogan. <laughs> I have to send back all my merch uh-huh. and say, I've killed one man. <laughs> I've killed one man, which is also kind of scary. Yeah. But he could have got a teardrop tattoo. Let me tell you this. In the real world, IRL, John, you'd definitely be found guilty for all these murders. Because Absolutely. putting someone in a situation where they can die is, you know, its own classification of a crime. And it's definitely considered murder if you're directly yeah. responsible for it. You fucking killed a lot of people, John. Don't tell me this, like, choice thing. Like, oh, well, you know, they could have got out. I made and it even almost if it's impossible. It's not murder, it's at least mutilation. A little manslaughter. It's just hilarious. It's comical. To see this man put someone in like a fucking barbed wire trap 
where their mm-hmm. intestines get cut out of their body. And then he turns around and be like, yup, I did a good thing here today. I uh, did not kill him. He killed himself. Guess he didn't want to live. All right, next one. What a one. weak piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, oh, John, you complex man, you. And it's also that, you know, he he's such a hypocrite. Oh, yeah, he is. Because in Saw 3, he puts a man through a series of traps, the big trap, the one-person trap, and it's all pretty much to show him, like, hey, you not getting over your dead son is a bad thing. Like, you need to move on. But then in the later films, it's revealed that John Kramer, part of his fucking... Uh, origin what, story. Origin story is that his unborn child was killed in the womb when his uh, wife gets, like, a door pushed on her stomach. And that, like, drives him over the edge. Like, John, can you put yourself in this trap? Yeah, honestly. God, what if he did? What if he put himself through like seven traps and he got out and it was like, he's like, I'm Jesus. I've made it through my trials yeah, and tribulations. Yeah, but that's not fair because he made his own trap. What if he got an apprentice to do it and then he made it through it? That'd be kind of sick. At least mm-hmm. he would like talk, walk the walk, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess his trap was the car accident where he tried to kill himself. Oh, yeah, I, fo- I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he crawled from the wreckage. That right. That was his Cause another one of, of the trap. Yeah, another one of his big, like, what is it? Sayings? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, you know, only those who want to live will survive. Like, yeah. If you don't want to live, if you're not supposed to die, you'll make it. Yeah. So he tries to kill himself with a car accident, and he survives, and he's like, well, I guess I just got to start killing other people. Yep, that's a totally typical, <laughs> normal thought process, John. Yeah, you know how that happens, right? Another weird thing about John is that, like, apparently he is omniscient and, like, omnipresent. He is a god because you would have to be a literal god to be able to plan all of this shit ahead of time as far in advance as he did. Like, it's pretty much, like, decades ahead yeah, it's fucking preposterous. It it makes absolutely no sense at all that he <laughs> could even potentially do one trap a year in advance, let alone like seven traps over the course of a decade. Yeah, and just assume that like all these people won't die naturally out in the world mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be in the perfect spot and like all these people are like going to do the exact... And he and one of them, again, because they love just like adding lines that make it like, hmm... He's been playing at us he's for got a while. A, he's got a good point. He's got a he, good point. He says like, oh, if you can anticipate what humans do, then you pretty much never have to guess. It's like, motherfucker, you do not get to just, uh-uh. Mm-mm. That's not real. Oh, I just remember what his job is. He's like a, um, he's like a psychologist, right? He likes, is he? he's, he's a scientist or something. He like studies human behavior. Really? And I think that's how he ended up meeting Jill was because she works at a a health clinic that helps um, addicts. And so he was just like, he just knows the human psyche so well, he's able to (sighs) fucking not kill them, (laughs) but kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He he fucking dies in the third one. And then... But does he, though? We get, like, flashbacks (laughs) of his life before death for the next four or five films. Dude. Shout out to Tobin Bell. Oh, yeah. The actor that plays him. I love him. (laughs) And I mean, that's the thing. Because of Tobin Bell, he really is fucking Daddy J, you know? Mm, Daddy J. He's just like, 
I fucking love this guy. He's so likable because he doesn't like have a scary face. I don't think. No. He just looks like a a nice older man. Just like, he looks like guy. he could be like your great uncle or something. Like I don't know. Uh huh. He just he just had a man blow his own head off. But uh, look at his face. Aw, look at like his like a nice guy. Look at him. He just he just wants a little health care. Yeah. Don't he just we wants all? people to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't help but love the guy. And let me tell you this, Jigsaw has always been down for the fight against healthcare and the justice systems. So at this point in 2021, I mean, we, we have no choice but to stand. Oh, yeah. He represents everything millennials need and want. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like he he's pretty much he should be the figurehead for the future. You know, we can we Jigsaw can saw 2024. <laughs> we can get we can we can get past all the. I mean, he never killed anyone, so it's fine. It's no, not no, like he no, did no, anything no, no. wrong. He has, he's never been arrested. No, never, never. No, he, he's fine. No, he died. It's fine. You know, he's a martyr for the cause, if anything. Honestly. He believes that fighting for your life makes you want to live. But also, what Kayla and I talked about is, because this is his huge premise. I have cancer. I love life. This is so unfair that, like, I have to die. Mm-hmm. And then I look around and I see people wasting their life, which a lot of people have this thought, right? You know, yeah, yeah like yeah. especially you know people look at like homeless people or addicts or like anything and, or like fat people. I don't mm-hmm. know. Should, is there a better way to say that? No. Overweight people. No, it's fine. I don't want to be uh, rude. Insensitive. Yes, but no. I think that I think that much like I'm putting I mean, myself in, in the mindset of someone who hates. Yeah, How about no, that? no, no. Eddie's not trying to say he has these, these viewpoints. He's just trying to say like no, no, no. People who hold prejudice against people who are um, have prejudice held against them based on their circumstances or their lifestyle or anything like that. Yeah, just like people who they look at someone else and say, "Wow, they're wasting their life." Mm-hmm. That's essentially what John Kramer does. He's like, "I don't get to live." But all these other people make such bad decisions and don't enjoy their life. I'm going to show them that they need to appreciate life. How am I going to do it? By making them choose between dying in the most horrific way possible or trying to get out and wanting to live because you don't want to die in the most horrific way possible. Yeah, and I just this thought just came to me. I was like, hmm, I think a more normal course of action, finding out that you're dying from cancer... Would not be to go on a murder spree, but like, I don't know, just love your wife, go on some vacations, enjoy the time you have left, not come up with a multi-year plan for torturing people. (laughs) Like he punishes a guy who's like depressed and suicidal by like putting him in the barbed wire trap. Which is fucking horrific. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, yeah, getting his fucking stomach cut open and his stomach acid, like, goes out on the floor and stuff. Yuck. John, I just think, you know, because he was, like, what, gonna take pills or shoot himself? Yeah, I can't remember which it was. But then it's like, yeah, man, people don't commit suicide by putting themselves in, like, a fucking horrific 1600s era fucking death torture trap. Mm-hmm. They do it in, like, quick and painless ways. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the will to live will go on when you're going to die in, like, the most torturous way possible. Yeah, because at that point, it's not even, like, do I want to live? It's, like, instinct <laughs> it's just and like, your I animal just, reptile brain I just kicking don't want in this, to not man. die. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know. I kind of don't want my neck twisted slowly until I die. Ooh. You know? No, thanks. Yeah, I don't fucking know. It, it's just weird. And it's a movie. That's part of it. But it's just his his whole premise is very warped. And easily you can poke holes in it. But we love him anyways. Daddy J. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Billy? Oh, Billy, 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 Billy boy. Jigsaw is not the puppet, guys. Jigsaw is a man. The puppet's oh, yeah. name is Billy. The Billy doll is the white face with the red spirals and the suit and the tricycle. That's Billy. He's great. <laughs> He's really kind of cute. If you take him out of the murderous situations he's often put in and you take away his creepy deep voice, that's just John's voice, <laughs> through a voice modulator. No, but the Billy puppet, it's revealed like in the later films, like there's a reason for it and it's... <laughs> John is like the worst craftsman ever because he makes it as a toy for his unborn son to play. That if your father gave you that, (laughs) the trauma. Hey son, I uh, don't you come over here? You know I uh, I love you so much. Love you too, Dad. You're my only son. I know, Dad. You tell me that all the time for some reason. (laughs) You you're my legacy, and I love you. And I uh, I wanted to show it by crafting you this, and then he just shows (gasps) you like. This fucking horror doll. So scary. That, like, you can see in its eyes, it's ready to replace you. Rip your heart out and put it in its mm-hmm. own crevice. And also, it's on a tricycle. <laughs> yeah, it's on a tricycle, and sometimes it's in other places. Because here's one of my favorite things about Billy the Puppet. And I wish he would have done this more. He, it should have been in, like, every single trap. Because sometimes, you know, Billy just shows up, most of the time, just on the TV. He's like his representative i want to play a game but sometimes billy is in the room that the trap is taking place even better yet sometimes he's also like in a mini version of the trap that the person is in there's one where he's in a cage when the victim is also in a cage and he's just like hanging there and he's like i want to play a game you see this miniature cage that i'm in you're in one that's similar to it. <laughs> and the difference it's just like, is I'll escape alive because yeah. I'm a puppet. The <laughs> difference is I only have a child's heart in my chest, but it's not even beating. I can never be the child that I want to be. John will never love me the way he loved it's his unborn son. It's the most twisted version of Pinocchio you could think of. Yeah. But there's another one where he just like he's hanging from a noose and he just comes like flying in and just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, slams <laughs> into the glass, scares the shit out of the poor guy. Hey, how you doing? You see this noose? It's similar to what they're wearing. And then the <laughs> lights go on and say, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he, he should just be in Because it's just fun. In those ones, I like to believe Kramer's like, let me hit it with a little extra. Let me put my special sauce on the salad. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few of these extra guys oh, lying yeah. around. I made 50 Billy dolls, all of them different sizes and slightly different proportions. He was feeling himself on this one, you know? Goodness. Yeah, you know when <laughs> Billy's involved in the trap, it's like, this is gonna be a a rough one yeah and also because we see very few i mean how many people do we see succeed that would be a good stat i think maybe well amanda yeah that's Uh, the one i'm thinking of yeah and hoffman yeah when jill oh but that was not a jigsaw trap yeah i guess you're right that was a jill trap the point I'm trying to make is the only person I can think of who succeeds and like lives after a jigsaw trap is Amanda. Oh wait, no, there was a. Remember that the the woman in the pound of flesh trap? She got away without her arm. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. Yes, that wasn't John, though. No, so well, you're right. You can't yeah. count it, damn it. You know what? There's a few, yeah. There's a few more where, like, if it's 1v1, one person will get out alive. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Amanda, we see her succeed in the reverse bear trap. We'll talk about it. It's iconic. And then I think John, like, has little billy puppets as, like, a the video game screen that says you did it yeah. because after she survives the scene where billy comes in on a tricycle comes in and he's like congratulations you did it here's the key get the so hell out of here he's also not only a puppet but a cheerleader too <laughs> get the hell out of here Aww. like i i think he has i like to believe he set up little billy congratulations screens congratulations for everyone and just like oh none of them got to be used because everyone Aww. fucking failed and then it's just billy like Oh, man. He's just... Billy himself is disappointed. <laughs> I was really pulling for him. Oh, boy. I thought he had it. Yeah. And it's funny that, like, I know that I didn't know who Jigsaw was. I just assumed it was the puppet. And I'm like, that's fucking lame. Like, it's a killer <laughs> puppet. Like, lame. What is it, Chucky? Stupid. Lame. Stupid. Just kick it. That's always the joke that Eddie makes about, like, puppets or kids in horror films. It's like, just drop kick their ass and that's good. So yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But then I found out John is actually Jigsaw, and that you know that makes a lot of yeah, a lot more sense. It's so. like the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, because it's not Jigsaw, that's Billy, the puppet. Billy, the morality of the Saw universe is so skewed. It is warped, <laughs> much like your Space Jam cassette tape oh, on a oh, hot dash. <laughs> Man, <sighs> trauma. Yeah. I'm gonna give a quick shout out on TikTok. What's her name? jigsaw girl yes she does great work she does like a whole series where she decides you know the victims of jigsaw did they deserve to die yes or no i need to say right now you know because kayla and i talked about it in the first one adam one million percent did not deserve what happened not to him. at all it's just crazy and he's the guy who ultimately gets punished by jigsaw in the film by john kramer because he's the last guy Poor thing. Kramer looks at him and is like, essentially says, fuck you, when he says game over. Yeah. And what what was Adam's crime? He took photographs for a living. He <laughs> has a job. Yeah. Because the fucking, like, the cop who's trying to track down the jigsaw killer, he's retired in disgrace. He pays Adam to just follow Dr. Gordon, who he thinks is the killer, and just, like, see what he's up to. And then for some reason, John Kramer's like, you deserve to die for doing some photo work yeah some also living work. in like the scariest apartment ever do you yeah. remember adam's apartment yeah it was just like head to toe mold i think there were like hands coming out of the walls oh, <laughs> so gross in that closet right there you're gonna want to leave that closed because when you open it like the gates the of hades the corpses are gonna <laughs> fall out and they then... start to walk out and uh, i don't really want them in the living room they leave a trail. You're just going to want to keep that close. Yikes. As a quick side note, I think at one point Adam like looks when he's tailing Dr. Gordon, he like looks at the seedy hotel and is like disgusting. And then we see his house Homie, and it's 10 times you worse. Live? <laughs> you live in like a ro- in roach infested cesspool. Yeah, his fucking landlord is a roach. <laughs> just like in a suit. <laughs> All right, Adams, rent's due tomorrow. Don't forget. And he skitters across the floor into his office. Yeah, up the wall and into Ew. his office and the ceiling. <laughs> and yeah, Adam gets the big fuck you at the end because he just did his job. Like, what was yeah. his crime I mean, there? he was just kind of mean to Mr. Gordon or Dr. Gordon. Yeah, but when they were in the trap. Yeah. Like, there was nothing personal. 
No. Like, it's just like someone hiring a private eye. Mm-hmm. And, like, John's like, why is he investigating this? I'm going to kill him. Yeah. It I don't get sense. it. Poor Adam. Yeah, he didn't deserve to die. There's so many people where it's like, in the sixth one, one of the guys who dies, who's, like, collateral for the big piece of shit healthcare guy, yeah. is the janitor. And the only reason he gives, other than the fact that he works in the guy's building, which fucking sucks. Yeah, he's just like a... <laughs> This poor guy is probably like a, um, what's it called? Oh, like an independent contractor. Yeah. Like he, he's just trying to clean a building and get paid for it. And then he ends up in a, one of the most horrifying traps in the franchise in general. Yeah, getting his chest crushed. And then the only reason John Kramer gives is that he smokes cigarettes. It's like, John, I think you're taking this a little too personal. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you got cancer. That fucking sucks. Yes, cigarettes can give you cancer. That guy's just fucking living. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he knows cigarettes aren't good for him. Mm-hmm. You kill the guy? But that's somehow equal to, like, murderers and stuff. Yeah. Or, like, he punishes drug users. And, I mean, I guess that's his whole thing, though. Like, why aren't you enjoying your life? Yeah. Being healthy as you can He's be. He's also, like, super resentful of... He's super resentful of addicts because Jill works in a clinic full of addicts and like it's a total drain on her yeah. so he's got a total bias against like anybody that's addicted to any kind of substance for multiple reasons so he's just kind of got a vendetta against those people in general he's a good representation of god as you said oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's the christian a, god <laughs> yeah because he's an he's an egomaniacal maniac who can't see his own hypocrisy mm-hmm. he it punishes the guy in the third, again, for grieving over his son for what he deems too long. But we see later that because his own son wasn't able to be birthed, he, like, hates addicts because an addict was the one who caused it. Yeah. And, like, it causes this whole spiral into his depression and, like... You said spiral. <laughs> he would punish Batman because he's like, why don't you get over your parents dying? Yeah, it's get like, over this again. is my fucking trauma, man. Yeah. Aren't you doing the same thing? Yeah. Nah, mine's different. <laughs> How, John? Because, How is it different? Because I want to live, I think. Yeah, it's like, well, and it's also like a savior complex. He thinks he's doing good oh, by yeah. hurting people. Yeah, it's, he calls it like his method. Yeah. Like, do you want to like... It's called, what did he say? He said instant rehabilitation. Yeah. No. No, that's not <laughs> what it is, actually, John. Uh, you're just traumatizing people. Yeah, and then in the sixth one, at the beginning, the pound of flesh one, um, the lady cuts her arm off to survive. Yeah. And Hoffman comes in. He's got like a fucking heart on in the he's fucking. Like, Ooh, you did my trap. That's he's so like, hot. So, uh, what'd you learn? Did it? Uh, did it work? And she's like, Do it, Does it look like a fucking? I lost my arm. What the fuck did I learn from this? No, I didn't. No, it didn't work. I fucking, I feel like shit now. How, how does that solve it? It doesn't. It it really, really does not. Because uh, it's not how it works. That's not how rehab works. It's no. not an instantaneous thing. It's a lifelong thing for a lot of people. So, John, this is not going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And lastly, he has disciples, his apprentices, who have their own sick fantasies and want to, like, be good like him. So he's, it's just a fucking, like, God allegory a jesus Mm -hmm. allegory if jesus was putting dudes on like the crucifix and telling them to like fight their way off of it just be like me dude 
I got out of it. You can too. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. It ain't nothing. You just died for three days. You come back. Easy peasy. It ain't nothing, man. Come on. <laughs> Jesus just has like a bro bully. I'm like, oh, that's not very cool. Got the fucking tank top. Ugh. Back in the fucking... When, when was Jesus alive? Um, Year zero? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's AD, so... I don't know. Back in year zero, Jesus with the fucking bro tank, just always pumping iron, pushing dudes over. Aw, flipping tables out the temple. You know who my <laughs> father is? You know who I am? Uh, you're the son of Joseph. Nah, 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 not that piece of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> not my real father. Uh, I don't know who. He just points up. Yeah, all right. The sky? You better respect my father. He goes <laughs> in for the joke. <laughs> We have to talk about, like, our favorite traps, because that's what makes Saw Saw, is the traps. The most iconic one, it's the one that started it all, it's the reverse bear trap. So, <laughs> would you like me to explain the mechanics, Eddie? Oh, yeah. So, so basically, what, what it is, is we all know what a bear trap is. You put pressure on the center, it snaps closed. Um, also, side note. Yeah, go they ahead. They fucking did this to bears? <laughs> well, yeah. Why? So they wouldn't kill people? Oh, bears don't just go around murdering people. Honey, I cannot condone animal brutality. I'm just giving you the answer. I know, but I just it just clicked with me. Like, these traps are horrific, and they just did this to bears? Yeah, but also for, like, other animals, too, like wolves. <sighs> it was just for general. It, it's not like you can target the animal, really. No, 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 no. Whoever falls still, into it. Yeah, but it's just wild. And then yeah. what? They just kill the bear? Yeah. Fucking poor bear. You get a new coat. And we feed the town. Bear meat? Yeah, it couldn't be that bad. I mean, they mostly eat berries and (laughs) some small animals. Yeah. Aw. Baby bears should be called berries. (laughs) (laughs) That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But yeah. Go, go for it. Anyway, a reverse bear trap. Basically, the mechanism works so that way there are like plates inserted into a person's mouth and... When the timer goes off, it will rip your bottom jaw off of your skull. Yikes. Yeah. It also looks super scary. It looks metal as fuck. It's, and apparently, learned this recently, the original creator of Saw made a functioning bear trap. Good lord. He made one that worked. He'd never had anybody use it. They just didn't actually attach it to her jaw. Yeah. But it was like a real trap that would actually, it was like a real snap. thing that would actually snap open. That is so scary. Yeah. Can you imagine the whole time you're shooting the scene, you're like, this isn't in my mouth. This isn't in my mouth. It's just like a fucking mind game because yeah. you've seen the thing work. Mm-hmm. But then you like, have to act like it's oh in your mouth. Oh my God. Just, I mean, good for making it seem real, I guess. Or traumatizing your actors either way. Um. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's it's iconic. They use it multiple times in the entire franchise just because it's got a good look. I mean, it's it's highly movable. It's, instant, it's on your head. It's like a helmet. Like Instantly recognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one that just sticks with you. The first film that I saw was Saw 3. You saw Saw it? I saw Saw 3. <laughs> in that one, which, again, going back to like, did he deserve it or not? The main guy, his son was killed by, like, a drunk driver? Yes. Was he drunk? Yes? I think he was drunk, yeah. Yeah, but it's um a guy, a black guy. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this point up because it always kind of bothered me. The uh, the only black man in the film gets, like, the worst trap put on him, and I'm like, 
don't know if you had to do it like that. <laughs> but anyways, mm-hmm. he gets put into a trap where his arms and legs and his neck are put on like these twisting pendulums. What would you call it? Twisting. So I would I would call it like a twisting crucifix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of Jesus his, Christ, <laughs> bringing him back. Um, all of his limbs are encased in twisting cages, and they just slowly, on a timer. slowly start twisting. He has to like get a key that's like behind a shotgun um, to get him out. And he, this guy fucking sucks. He is so slow to react to everything. He waits like until this guy's two legs and one of his arms is starting to break. Before he even thinks about helping. This is a horrific trap. Mm -hmm. He slowly gets his legs and arms. And ultimately his neck twisted 360 degrees. Breaking slowly. Dying slowly. Watching the flesh. Like it's a really good effect. It's fucking gross. Like watching the flesh twist around. Like these broken bones and blood. And it's Mm -hmm. yucky. I, I get it. Murdering a child behind the wheel because you were being reckless and driving drunk is really bad Uh, it does not justify dying in this manner so even though he like and it's like you know a mistake right Mm -hmm. i don't know different people have different levels of like you know what's forgivable and whatnot yeah and it's obviously like you're gonna have a different bias if it's your child so i don't think he deserves to be fucking like tortured to death like that because that's fucking horrific and here's another thing in saw Six, I think, they do a flashback retcon of Hoffman putting this man in the trap. And he has him in a wheelbarrow and he just like dumps him out on the floor. And John Kramer's there and he's like, that's a human. I'm like, motherfucker, you're about to that's put him through. That's a human being. Yeah, you're about to put him in the, like, the most horrific trap. Now you want to act like you care about this guy? Mm-hmm. No, you don't get to be like, hey, treat him with respect before we brutally murder him, all right? Like you a good guy. You're a hypocrite, John. Don't ever act like you're not. He's, hey, he's a good guy. <laughs> I, You know, he kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that trap is one of my favorite ones because it's just like, ugh, this is rough. Yeah, that one's really bad. The one that gets me maybe the worst because I, I literally like can't watch it. It's the, the compacting wall. Like... The, the sequence in Star Wars with the trash compactor where the walls just close in on you. What's the name of the, the cop? The Strom. Strom. Poor Strom gets squished like a fucking grape. It's rough. Disgusting to watch. The compound fracture in his forearm. Yeah, and it's funny because Ooh. like we see compound fractures all the time in like sports. And then you see it in this film. And then for some reason, you know, like you, you see all this horrific stuff happen. Kayla's like able to watch all of it, but one compound fraction, it's like, oh, it's too much. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like we've all kind of felt like pressure against our body. Imagining that on a full scale, every part of you is being scru- um, like crushed. I mean, it's horrific. That's a terrible way to die. Yeah, because like you feel all of it squeezing. until the very end. Yeah. And his head pops like a cherry. Oh, he, he becomes like a little pancake. No, he becomes like roadkill. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a little, he's a rectangle pancake. Oh, no. <laughs> the world's biggest pancake. Ugh. Another one from the third one is the Rotten Pigs one, where a Ugh. guy is like strapped to the bottom of a tank. Oh, wasn't he like a judge? Yeah, he was a judge who gave the killer of this guy's uh, son 
a like slap on the wrist essentially but yeah he's put on the bottom of a vat he's strapped to it he can't lift his neck or anything slowly rotten pigs get blended and like the juice goes in so he starts to like slowly drown on rotten pig juice can you imagine the smell and this one let me complain again yeah go ahead all the guy had to do which i get it it's your dead son (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I don't know how many times I'm going to be like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm being like John Kramer, like, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) All he had to do to save this judge was just like burn like five teddy bears that his son had. No, there was like the one special pig, right? It's a man's life, dude. And all you had to do was like get get rid of some mementos. Memories are forever. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. This man's life ends now. (laughs) And I mean, he saves this guy, but he does it at like the fucking... If you think about life as a clock, he does it at like 11.59. At midnight, this man was about to die, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, come on, dog. (laughs) You gotta act faster, dude. There's people's lives on the line. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. We'll go to Spiral. There's a trap where a man gets his fingers ripped off. Fucking brutal. Yeah, I always wondered how he got the, the thread in between the joints. Like a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, I don't know. But with metal. Ugh. I'm like pulling on my finger right now. Doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's a rough way to go. The final kill in Spiral, the final trap is pretty good because it's like not only drains Samuel L. Jackson's blood, but also like is a commentary on police shooting first and asking questions later Mm -hmm. and like being really quick to shoot black people. And it's just like... Delicious. You're hitting all the points. You did good, William. Good job, Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. Obviously, the original room trap is great. It's iconic. They come back to that room like in every movie. The merry-go-round trap in Saw 6 is memorable because it fucking sucks. Yeah, mentally, it's it's the worst one for the victims, for sure. It's like not even really a trap either. No, it's just torture. It's just like, all right, who do you want to save and who do you not want to? And then like, just, yeah, it's like four people are guaranteed to die. Who designed this, John? What happened to like being able to... It was John. John designed it. (laughs) Yeah, he did. You're just killing people. Yep. Because what choice did they have to live? They didn't have fate in their hands at all. Also, like, even if the insurance guy were to like learn his lesson, how would this, how would this make up for the lives lost? It, it wouldn't. Does, it doesn't. It doesn't, John. <laughs> I never killed anyone. Okay. Well, you killed at least at least eight people in that one. So I, I never killed anyone. Lastly, let's talk about some fucking unwinnable traps. Um, boo. Because there's a few. I would argue that the very first trap we see where Adam wakes up in a bathtub, and when he wakes up because he's underwater, naturally anyone's instinct is to like jerk around and try and get out of the water Mm -hmm. he does that and as he does that the key immediately goes down the drain because it's like right next to the drain yeah that was fucking unwinnable there's no way no person would like wake up underwater and immediately be like i have to plug the drain well and they just they attach like a mini flashlight to the key yeah so there's like an inkling of like oh well maybe he could have found it homie he was underwater <laughs> and is it unconscious is it just like bad rng where yeah. he, like kramer like put it near his head and then it just like happened to go near yeah, the bottom just floated and kramer's down. like damn it <laughs> my, my bad <laughs> and that's why he dies in the end because ah, it's adam's shit. fault the key went down the drain not john's sorry about that one. Oh, i should i should have checked the uh, curvature of the bathtub the curvature <laughs> yeah and at the end john kramer says the key was in the bathtub and then adam's like 
I never saw this key. Yeah, you know, no, you no, could no. see it in his eyes that he's like, I didn't. What? I yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So that one's unwinnable. Yeah. I mean, Amanda, her whole thing is that she just puts people in unwinnable traps because she's just a murderer. Yeah. Tell us about Hoffman. I love to hate Hoffman. I also hate that I love Hoffman. The Hoffman. <laughs> uh, his first trap was just pure revenge. It was not fueled by any sorts of like rehabilitation because he straps the murderer of his sister to a pendulum in, in order to escape the pendulum that will inevitably slice him in half. Uh, he has to crush his hands. Yeah. And he does. Yep. And he wins. And uh, the pendulum just proceeds to slice him open slowly and strewn his innards across the room. Mm-hmm. All while Hoffman just gets his rocks off through a people. <laughs> Hoffman's so- just, go, just looking at like, God damn, I'm rock hard right now. Oh my God. <laughs> this is not going to bring your sister back. But I didn't okay. know this was going to happen. I would argue. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of arguing in this one. You are very contentious right now. I mean, seeing as we see very few people survive, especially the ones where there's only one person in them. Yeah. I would argue most of the traps are unwinnable to begin with. Mm-hmm. Again, John, what are we doing here, guy? What what lessons are being learned? You're not, you never killed anyone, but you also didn't help anyone. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, because even when you win, you lose. Yeah. The only person that won and did not lose was Amanda. Because she just developed a whole other addiction, which was to John Kramer. <laughs> Daddy J. Daddy J. Because she wanted him, huh? Um, Yeah, and Jill did not like that. Why do you have this little harlot? <laughs> yeah, who's this little slut <laughs> P- in the Pushing back? you around in this in wheelchair. In this wheelchair. I'm your wife. What mm-hmm. is this? I yeah. love that. Like, she gives a knowing look to John. Like, why do you have this woman, this young woman helping you? And John's just like, ah, whatever. He's uh, like, moving on. I don't love her. I just use her. <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah, moving, al- moving along. It, yeah, every 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 trap is just like the worst version of a minute to win it. God, minute to win it was dope, wasn't it? Oh, I love the tissue one. Okay. We had to pull all the tissues out of the box <laughs> as fast as possible. You looked fucking insane. I wasn't even like, did anyone lose that? Oh, yeah. Some of them were really? hard. No, but like the tissues one. Oh, I feel like anyone probably. could do that. I don't know. I like the butt shake one. I used to do that. I, I like did you... it at a party once where you like have a tissue box and you like tape it to your butt and then uh, you put ping pong balls in it yeah. and you have to shake the ping pong balls out <laughs> as fast as you can. Oh my lord, dude. <laughs> or the Oreo on the forehead that you have to like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta squish it into your mouth and then eat it first and then you win. Minute to win it was something. They should bring that back. It's good, hearty fun. People would like train for it. That's like made for TikTok. Oh, I love TikTok. It's like jigsaw level traps in Minute to Win It. Guy Fieri didn't come up with the things, but I'm going to give him credit for it. Oh, oh my God. He was the host, wasn't he? Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there eating a burrito. You got a minute? Oh, shit. Put that on a flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he says that. Put that on a flip flop. You could put that on a flip flop. He said that once in like an episode and it like stuck. He's like he's basically saying like it's so good you could eat it off a shoe and it would be Guy, just don't, as good. Don't tell me about your weird case. <laughs> he's just sitting there deep throating a burrito, just like you got a minute to win it. Oh my god, the sauce on this burrito. He's a fantastic man and I will support him he's unless amazing. something bad comes out about him in the future. In that case, I don't mean anything <laughs> I just said. I love you getting ahead of things. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
We can't trust any public figures anymore. It's just fucking... We never could, but now we definitely can't. Someone has to have, and it hasn't happened. If it hasn't happened, someone please edit Guy Fieri onto Jigsaw's body. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Kramer or Billy? Both. Oh, no. I want to play a game. And it's just a guy in like the minute to win it ring. Oh, my (laughs) God. That's funny. Maybe I'll try to edit that for the podcast. That would be fun. I'll do my best. Maybe I won't. If there's one thing that Saw can be counted on to do, it is retconning. Can you define what retconning is for our audience if they're not familiar with the term? For all you losers out there. Okay, who don't... well, let's not do that here. <laughs> <laughs> who don't live on the internet or know the background terminology for like story plots and movie plots and shit. Retconning is retroactively... Continuity? Yes, retroactive continuity. Mm, there we go. Look at the scrub describing something he doesn't even know. Anyways. He's a true professor of the arts, Retroactive continuity. I'm a hypocrite just like John Kramer. Mm-hmm. Is when you go back and you change the continuity of your story, and that's what Saw does 24-7. Let me give you an example. Please do. We've gone through three films. We have John Kramer. We show that he has an apprentice in Amanda... She's, like, helping him after the first one. Secretly, they work together very deliberately in the third one. Everyone dies. In the fourth one, John Kramer's dead body gives a tape recorder to a detective, Hoffman. He plays it. He's supposed to play a game. Guess what? Hoffman's actually been working with Kramer since the beginning. And he, like, knew Amanda. And he was the one who, like, helped Kramer set up the trap in the second one. And it's just, like... we've seen this guy for five minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're telling me he was there the whole time oh yeah and then you're like well this is a lot to swallow but i mean i guess and then the franchise does that about three or four more times and you're like all right man i mean okay (laughs) saw i get it you you can't just keep changing things you know it's just like heavy twist after heavy twist constantly i feel like i'm in the twisted crucifix trap with all these with all these swerves and twists yeah and it's just like i mean another example dr gordon at the end of saw seven he's like revealed to be the ultimate apprentice and he's been working with uh jigsaw since like halfway through the first one when he like or a quarter of the what the fuck i don't know percentages since near the end of the first one where he like crawls out and he survives and then he's like you almost killed me, but yeah, I'm downs because this is dope. Mm-hmm. I hate my wife. <laughs> yeah, and and he and he like helped put a key in someone's eye because he's a surgeon. Yep. And then in the eighth one, we see that he had another original apprentice who we only see in that one because the eighth one's a prequel. And like, where's this guy? Where did, where did he go? You can't keep doing this, man. He went international. <laughs> he. Yeah. He's now in like Venezuela doing Jigsaw UK. People. Oh, that's fun too. And the the whole franchise. Nothing is told lin- linearly? No, nothing is linear. Nothing makes sense until it makes sense and then you're like, "Well, I guess I'm the dumbass <laughs> for believing that." I don't know watching a movie would mean that I was watching it in order. But right. I guess I wasn't. And I guess that all of these events took place like 10 years ago. Every film in the Saw franchise is just like uh Here's 10 clips completely out of order. You have to put them in order. Good luck. No, they help you put it in order at the very <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah, at the end. That's what the pieces are. You know what? Aw. 
I think that works, right? Maybe the puzzle was the friends we made along the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not what I said. <laughs> I was saying we had to put the pieces together. Yo. There you go. He was doing I it I solved for us. it, guys. I'm the genius. James Wan, move to the side. <laughs> Just Billy falls got, to the oh ceiling. God. <laughs> Congratulations. Yay, I did it. Thanks, Billy. You did it. He gives me a high five and a lollipop. He's just like swinging from the ceiling on a little parachute. On a harness. He's oh, just that like, too. I kind of wish this didn't get stuck in the ceiling. Oh, I can, can you help please, you, Billy. Can please so, get me down? Of course. I can't move my little legs. No, I want a Billy puppet. <laughs> so cute. He's kind of cute. We already have an evil Vince McMahon. Might as well have a Billy. <sighs> Oh, little Vince and Billy. A, a couple made in heaven or oh, hell. Yeah. The last thing I will say about this is I will commend them for being able to connect everything. And I know retconning is like seen as kind of hacky. I like it. But I will commend them for at least it makes sense. Sometimes. The way that they do it. Because it's like, yeah, Hoffman's behind it the whole time, I guess. You can believe it. They make it fit. And I will commend them for, for the most part, like they get all the actors back when they mm-hmm. need them. Yeah. Even if it's just for like like Donnie Wahlberg to die for like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. In Saw 4. It's just like, okay, good good for you to get Donnie back, you know? Mm-hmm. Could have just used like a, it would have been so weird if it was just a different actor. Yeah, that would have been That's very Donnie confusing. Wahlberg right there. Well, that may have been part of their contract is like, okay, if you sign into Saw, we may pull you into the project for like two days to do a a shoot but uh that's part of being in the soft franchise is being able to be there to to continue your your plot if you are for sure not dead so um, probably yeah i would think so i'm just gonna go right into it john's wife sucks jill tuck no no no. more like jill suck she's Mm -hmm. the worst she's people also call her jill saw this is a fucking lame name but it's fine (laughs) she's not a badass no, she's just like fucking lame. She's like a lady with yeah. great boobs. She was bapping. Oh, she's got a great body. But, John Kramer's um, just like, my God. She's also got great hair, too. Does she? Yeah, it's like really curly. And pretty. Fantastic. Anyway, yeah. Um, what does she do? Nothing. She really does nothing. <laughs> she, I mean, she treats like she traps Hoffman, which I guess Barely. is cool. Barely. Um, she's also just kind of shady. She just walks around with a confused look on her face. Yeah, and a key around her neck. And then... That's shady. Yeah. Anybody it, with a key around their neck, it's like, what the hell are you... What are you... What? What you are you hiding? a treasure box in your closet at home? What is this? What are you hiding? Apparently, tapes of your dead husband telling you to go kill some people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anyone wear a key around their neck. Oh, I, I knew somebody in middle school, and I was like, what is that key to? She's like, oh, uh, it's my house key. What were they up to? Oh. I was like, oh. I mean, I guess you always know you have it on you, but... Yeah, I suppose. It's also called, like, a fucking key ring, my guy. <laughs> have you ever seen one of these? She's like, what the fuck is that? It's Holy shit, chain. wait a minute. This is a lanyard. My mother told me these didn't exist. This is a carabiner. You better watch your <laughs> microaggressions right As there. As I look at my Mexican <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, you open your eyes wide when you said it. Carabiner. No, you know what that is. <laughs> know what those are yeah it's the a things weird they word. like using uh mountain rock climbing. climbing sure I'm climbing montañas <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i hate jill she can fucking die and guess what she does oh yeah she does she tries to get one over on hoffman he survives and immediately like kills her within like the first five minutes of the next movie thank god it's like good job being jobbed out jill 
You fucking suck. Job out, Jill. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Hoffman, he's a fucking goat. Honestly. This man comes in in the fourth one, and then the next three are, like, all about him and focus on him. Mm-hmm. Guy's a fucking just insane fighter. He reminds me of, like, the Terminator. He's a fucking fighter! He's just, like, there, and he's unstoppable. And yeah. even though all the shit he's doing is fucked up, you're, like, on his side. Cause yeah, you're, like, you're like damn, he like... is so clever. And he's, like, getting it over. <laughs> he's getting it over oh, he's off getting, all these he, cops. He's getting over naturally with the crowd, too. Honestly. He's just, like, he... big pop. <laughs> he's the heel you love to hate. Mm-hmm. He's truly the Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, gonna, gonna of this franchise. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. fucking dope. His origin story is just, like, his sister, who that's his only family in the world. He loves her. She gets murdered by her boyfriend. And as Kayla said, puts the boyfriend in a trap that's unwinnable. And then he's just like confronted by Saw Jigsaw, who's just like looks at him and is like, your work sucks. That blade was dull. Why don't you work with me? And often it's like, all right. Yep. I know I'm a cop, but this sounds dope. Yeah, murdering for for money. Oh, wait. I actually already do that. I did get <laughs> Murdering for volunteer work. Ooh. Get hey, cab. This is an ACAB podcast. It's, it's about, about to get to. even more ACAB in like 10 minutes. God, that was so slick. You just... Gang, gang. You fucking hit the cops with a chair on that one. Just out of nowhere. Just, you know, we started talking oh. about Stone Cold and I, I had to get my shots oh, in. Oh, Lord. You know? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's so down. He said, I was bricked up watching this man get murdered. Guess I want to do this. Mm-hmm. He's just such a committed guy. And he is able to just overpower and outthink everyone around him, despite being, like, the most obvious guy in the room. (laughs) The scene where they're, like, decoding his voice (laughs) on the voice box and the, like, I don't know, the the Asian audio tech lady. She's just, like, making magic happen. She's just hitting hitting random keys. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. She's just, like, typing in, like, this is weird, this is weird. We've almost got it. We've almost got it. She says that like three times. Yeah, she's like just moving the mouse around like in circles. Like, what are you actually doing right now? But then, but then, what's Perez? Like Agent Perez, she's like obviously on to Hoffman, and he's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, in this whole movie, definitely didn't do any of that. In this whole movie, they're like, uh, you know, Strom was the killer. That's fucking weird. And Perez, who was Strom's partner, who was supposed to be dead, shock, she's not. Wow, what a shock from a saw. She is there. She's automatically confused about what Hoffman's up to. And in every single scene where Hoffman is with the cops and they say like, oh, we got a lead on this. Hoffman looks, he's just like, huh. (laughs) Looking guilty as fuck. You said you had a lead? Hmm. That's, uh, that's interesting. Meanwhile, everyone's out. Everyone else is like fist pumping. Like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, we're going to get him. And he's just like. Are you are you sure you got a lead? It's uh, oh okay. This Hoffman, is... you killed all these people, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And then he busts <laughs> out his gun and murders everyone in the room. Yeah, it's just fucking hilarious. And then hilarious. lights the room on fire. Yeah, they in a police precinct and nobody catches him. I was losing my mind. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody would see him I'm running sure out there's covered a in blood. Camera? <laughs> yeah, there's a camera in that room for sure. Yeah, it's insane. Every time they tell him like. Hey, we got another victim. Hoffman's like, Who's that? I didn't expect that. That's weird. I did it. <laughs> Oops, you're all dead. Uh-oh. Oops. 
All victims. Yeah, meanwhile, they're <laughs> these detectives are just detectiving so hard. The the <laughs> fucking Oh, and he wants the like the coroner dead as soon as possible oh, because yeah. the coroner's like of course i can tell the difference between a serrated knife and a scalpel you fucking moron yeah, and you this can, is my job of course you can i see know hoffman the difference just like reaching towards his neck just as they're saying they're like hoffman what are you doing i'm just going to give him a back rub gonna, he looks tense i'm just just... Back rub, fucking kill you <laughs> give him a back rub right here and it's just because <laughs> hoffman is shit and dumb what the fuck you mean knives are different oh <laughs> It's literally it's like, like a, it's my job to be able to tell like, like a smooth blade versus a serrated blade. And Hoffman's like, huh, I never noticed that knives were different. Yep. He's like, I thought knives were only for stabbing people and cutting out puzzle pieces. I mean, for for cutting <laughs> my steak at self. dinner time. Change knives. <laughs> what did you say, Hoffman? Nothing. Um, This is weird. Yeah, this is odd. A puzzle piece. How could Strom have done this? What an <laughs> asshole. How could Hoffman have done this? I, I mean, mean, Strom. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing, hmm. nothing, nothing. And they just believe him. Every second of it. Charisma checks through the fucking wazoo. Yeah. That's two things put in one. It doesn't matter. Hoffman's a fighter. He doesn't go down quickly. No. He only dies because he gets like ganged up on yeah. by Wesley and a couple other pig goons. Ooh, pig goons. Mm. I, I prefer crab rangoons, but that's fine. Ooh, fantastic. Speaking of getting ganged up on getting ganged up on by traps in a moral sense yeah, is very it. inconsistent <laughs> there we with go. this film saved it <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't segue off of that Are get you it me? get it i tried my best it didn't make sense it's fine i think you saved it thank you so like we said the morality of saw universe is loose at best body yeah and same goes with the themes of the traps Typically, Jigsaw will capture people and torture them based off of their, quote-unquote, transgressions or sins, whatever you want to call it. That kind of doesn't (laughs) stay true throughout the whole franchise. No, I just like to picture he does that, like, dad thing, like, oh, so you smoked a cigarette, huh? Well, inside this box, you'll find a full pack of cigarettes. You're going to smoke all of them right now. You're going to smoke every single one of them. Wow. Wait, hold on. Slow down. Holy shit. (laughs) Mike, you okay? You only have two left. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, have you learned your lesson? I'm Fuck. now addicted to nicotine, Dad. God, did you? you look did cool this really shit. work out? <laughs> wow, you look dope. Give me one of those. <laughs> At first, it's just like a pretty cool scene in the uh, one room, and then he just gets more and more elaborate. Mm-hmm. His reasoning for putting people in traps is just—it's very loose for a lot of them. Hoffman likes teamwork, right? Yeah. In Saw 5, the theme was teamwork. These dunces fucking immediately, even though Hoffman pretty much says, like, you have to work together because all of them are selfish. And he says, like, don't do what you normally do and you can make it out of this. And then they're immediately like, I'm going to do what I normally do. Fuck all of you. I'm getting out. And then in the end, it turns out none of them had to die and they could have all lived. They also, like, killed the smartest guy in, like, Trap 2 because mm-hmm. they're idiots. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite traps just from, like, a psychological standpoint because it's just, like, you actually do learn a lesson by the end. Yeah. It's, and like, the, the lesson is driven home. Right. Because both of them practically die. Yeah, the little woozy. Because they were selfish. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson that they can learn from this is, like, the power That's of teamwork true. and setting aside your own personal 
vendettas against a, a person in order to get out of a situation. But right. uh, from the jump, a lot of them were just like, I fucking don't trust any of you and I'm going to live. It's funny because we were talking about Spiral. We'll get to it here in a minute. But like in Spiral, the traps kind of have hints and you have to like kind of think about something for most of them. But that's not really the case in the main Saw franchise, except for this one where it's like, here's a hint. You don't have to die. Think about it for a second. And then they don't. Yep. They, yep. That one guy is just like, fuck all of you. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then six is versus the healthcare system. So it's all like, oh, in the healthcare system, you say that people with diseases have a least, have a less chance to survive. So I guess we just won't help them. And then Jigsaw kind of shows them that, like, that's not really the case if you just actually care about people. Yeah. Why don't you confront that? And then the healthcare guy does. And he does, like, kind of learn the lesson by the end. But then he fucking gets injected but with acid. <laughs> Roderick rules. Roderick rules. Fucking loaded diaper just gets his ass. <laughs> it's funny because it's got to be a fucking, uh, like, nod, right? In the sixth one, that the health company is called Umbrella Health. We're bringing it back to Resident Evil, baby. It's all, it's all connected. It's all connected. But in Spiral, we're taking on the cops, the justice system. In three, the theme was mourning mm. and forgiving those involved with your child's murder. In four, it was like a cop not being able to not step in and just yeah. let things happen. Because yeah. in the end, like everyone dies because he just couldn't. He couldn't mm, help himself. Yeah, he couldn't not enter a room when everything and everyone was saying, like, don't come in here. Mm. He had to go in. And then fucking Donnie Wahlberg like, got squished. Two seconds left, something yeah, like that. Super sad. Ridiculous. And then Donnie got squished like a fucking Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, no. Are they Smashburgers there? I don't know. I don't know either. Why, why would you keep secrets when you're in a jigsaw trap? Yeah, literally everybody is about to die. You may as well just lay it all out Who there. cares if they know what you did? Yeah, you know? I know I wouldn't. Not at all. Yeah. So in Saw 6, we're against the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, it's um it's not good. This guy is basically responsible for setting a lot of this stuff that John does into motion. Because John is like seeking medical treatment overseas in like Sweden or something. The, the guy was like, yeah, that's too fucking expensive and you're going to die anyway. So uh, no, fuck you, John. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding? And it's actually very funny um, oh, is because it? they point out. <laughs> no, John points out that the um, the fish in his in the tank oh, of yeah. this guy's office are piranha. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's a little on the nose, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that very funny though, the way that he did it? Like yeah. they were talking, and then he just stands up and walks over, and he's like, piranha. Yeah, piranha. And then just looks at him and like doesn't say anything else. Nope. <laughs> He's just like, I know what you are. He's like, ooh, You're fish. a predator. Yeah. Who seeks out weak people to exploit them. Yeah, and John, he, he's so charming when I he's not him. Jigsaw. I know, when he's not murdering people actively, it's like, oh, I'd love to get coffee with this guy. Because he's just like, Maybe you play know, a round of golf or something? Yeah. I don't when, know what that's like. When he shows Because I've never William, been invited, but uh, golf could be fun. When he shows William the study and he's like, 30% of people do good, and he thinks I'd be a good candidate. This could work. I could get my cancer treated. And then the guy's just like, eh, I'm not fucking doing that. 30% is pretty low. Dude, this is the guy's life. I think a 5% chance is better than a 0% chance. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. John, John has so many lines in this one that kind of resonate today. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just, it, there's another guy who his family ultimately decides the fate of the doctor 
and they choose to kill him because the doc, uh, the healthcare guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the kid's father, the wife's husband. Um, he goes to him and is like, "I need help with this. I need coverage." And now you guys aren't covering me because I have this disease. Like, yeah, I'm I've been die. with you for ten years, and now, and then the guy was like. You had oral surgery like yeah. 15 years ago. That's a pre-existing condition. Yeah, we can't cover that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and then the guy's like, you signed my death certificate. Like, I'm going to die now because yeah. I can't get health care. And then he did die. Yeah. So John is just saying, you know. Your algorithm. What, what you're doing is deciding the fate of people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you're deciding who lives and who dies. Yeah. Like, you need to realize that. Just like how I am going to decide who lives and who dies. I want to play a game. John, John, John. Yeah, but he like, one of the feature kills in it, he makes this guy choose who lives. A young guy who has like no loved ones somehow. He's just like a loner, but he's young. Some people would say orphan, but um. I mean, I don't know. What did he say? Did he say he was an orphan? He has no living family. Yeah, he just, okay. I didn't know how he said it. Yeah, I think it's no living family. It's choose between a young loser. (laughs) or like an old lady who has a family and he says like well and the algorithm you would just kill the old lady yeah because she has a less likely chance of survival so obviously it's like you're a piece of shit and then the healthcare guy's like we don't do business like this this is not how we make decisions yeah it is bud it basically is exactly what you do you just tell like old people or sick people hey fuck you you don't deserve to live Mm -hmm. guess god wanted you dead see you later yeah because that makes a lot of sense like ooh. We're only going to provide care to people who don't need it. And if you do need it, fuck you. You deserve to die and be sick and That's how unhappy. It yeah, and then John Kramer hits us with another line. Who should live and who will live are two separate things. Mm-hmm. It's the will to live. He's he's always on theme. He's all about the will. He's the always will. on brand. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say is he also brings up, like, you know, overseas people pay doctors. When when, they're healthy. Yeah, when they're healthy. And then they don't pay them when they're sick. Because in their time of need, like, the doctors are there to help them. Mm -hmm. We do it backwards here in America. Yes, John. Yes. 2021. (laughs) Burn it down, dog. Let's start anew. Yeah. John Kramer, 2024. So, again, yeah, Kramer... He's the fucking hero we need right now. Honestly. And the one we deserve. It's finally time. It's finally time Let's to transition. Let's talk about Spiral. Transition from being against the healthcare system to fucking taking on the cops. Fuck them. And the justice system. cab baby. And I mean, we kind of have always been taking on the cops because there's cops in every single Saw movie. Yeah. And a lot of them <laughs> get fucking killed. Oh. Oh, yeah. Or are like directly put into traps to get killed mm-hmm. and all that. But this, this one time, just hit it just hit different. This time Chris Rock is at the helm and he's like, We're taking on police brutality. He said, This is Saul, but make it black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the jump. We go we go straight into hip hop. Hip hop in it. Twenty one <laughs> Savage gonna be uh rapping over the theme. Mm-hmm. And he said, Corruption, police brutality uh fucking you know the whole not snitching culture of cops we're gonna take it all on mm-hmm. and man oh man kayla you got a great idea at first tell us about this cop what he does oh, and God. what they don't do oh boy so like <laughs> spiral opens with this like cop it's the fourth of july he's obviously off duty he's like in a nice a nice linen suit a nice hat just enjoying the scenery and then he sees a guy like steal a woman's purse and he's like 
I gotta be a cop. God damn it. And so he like ends up chasing this guy down through an insane amount of like chaos. And it just made me think like how often like cops in movies are going above and beyond the line of duty. But like cops in real life literally try as hard as they can to do nothing. Like if a guy is literally stalking you, they'll be like, oh, actually that's technically not illegal. And you should probably take it as a compliment. Like, yeah, look at you. You, uh, look at that haircut of yours. You're looking a little overweight. Why don't you, uh, just take it as a compliment, you know? Maybe a guy likes you. You've never experienced that before, right? You should, uh, you should enjoy that. I'm literally being harassed. You're telling me you can do nothing? I literally have, like, photographic proof and phone logs and text messages and Facebook DMs and all yeah, this well, shit. Yeah, well, until he shows up at your house and yeah, uh, well, until, touches you. Until the blade is in your stomach, uh, we might show anything. up. No. Maybe. Maybe 20 minutes later. 20? I don't know about that. I'll give you, like, four hours later. Oh, my God. That's very late. Yeah, it's just funny, like, it's, again, just the copaganda thing. Yeah, yeah, It's just pure copaganda that cops in media are portrayed as, like, I have to step in. I have to help. How many stories you could go on TikTok, Twitter, and see today, how many stories where they're, like, we were being harassed by these people. We called the cops, and they said, hmm, well, there's nothing we can do to help you. Or, a lot of times, especially people of color or black people, they will call the cops about like you know someone trying to break in or whatever and then like six hours later they maybe show up Mm -hmm. it's like and then people are always like well if someone tries to break in your house a certain kind of people you know what i mean will say (laughs) as he looks at me (laughs) i didn't look at you (laughs) i know a certain kind of people will say well you hate the cops until you need the cops dude they don't even show up to help (laughs) so i'm on my own anyways you know but again, if we talk about hypocrisy, there it is. Copaganda has you drinking the fucking flavor aid, being like, cops are great, they always step in to help. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. And then this is just, again, you know, another portrayal. And it's funny because this guy's a piece of shit, and we see as much because the feature kill is a rough one. Yeah, he, um, the guy that was chasing down the dude who stole the purse, he ends up being put on a ladder in a subway tunnel he's suspended by his tongue uh, uh. yeah so they like he like has two nails or something driven through his tongue and uh he has to jump off the ladder in order to free himself but he'll lose his tongue and uh homie makes the wrong choice which is wait <laughs> to do anything yeah uh and then he gets fucking hit by a train he explodes it's disgusting and his tongue is just dangling like the most grotesque chandelier from the ceiling of the fucking tunnel it's rough it's wild what a rough day at work he wasn't even at work no the oh the guy driver. in the <laughs> i fucking about the hit a guy and he fucking yeah. exploded and now i'm not gonna be able to sleep for the rest of my Poor life guy driving the subway just yeah saw a man explode the pig mask is back Oink, and oink. now it makes sense mm-hmm. and it's funny because again i don't believe they ever explain why they had pig masks in the first one other than it's just freaky yeah he he like uses pigs in a lot of things which i don't know if we're just supposed to pick up like pigs are slaughtered 
or something. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, an extension of like, because you know how we use pigs for animal testing? Yeah. Maybe it's like seeing them more as like test subjects. Oh, maybe, yeah. Instead of actual people. Right, but in the this one. The dehumanization, I don't know. Yeah, but in Spiral, it's like, oh, he's taking on the police. He's oink, saying oink. that, you know, they're pigs, that classic thing. So the pig is coming after you. The Billy doll is replaced with a pig doll, like in a it's like a pig uniform. marionette. Yeah, which is very nice. It's very cute. It's ugly but cute. It's written by Chris Rock, and it definitely brings in like that Chris Rock humor right off the bat. You know, it breathes new life into the franchise. I feel. Oh yeah, easily. Chris Rock, Samuel L. You know, we get a lot more black people in this already. You know, the hip hop music. And it's just Chris Rock doing Chris Rock humor, you know, talking about Forrest Gump and like, why isn't there a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> and talking about, you know, doing what was the line about Tuesdays? 300 Tuesdays doesn't make up for three Saturday nights. Yeah. Basically, he's just telling this guy, your wife's going to cheat on you and your marriage is in shambles. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. He does like a joke like women cheat. You know, I didn't know Pilates was a real thing or like Pilates is fake. That's just like an excuse for them to cheat and mm-hmm. stuff. It's just like, yeah, Chris Rock is Chris Rock, and it's fun. I like Chris Rock. It works and his well humor. with his character. Oh, yeah. I think he's the character jaded. is really good. Zeke, Ezekiel, he's great. And Zeke, I mean, he really is great. Because what's the myth? <laughs> the myth? That's right. I said myth. That there's good cops out there. Zeke is actually yeah, a good cop. Because he actually holds people accountable. He's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. He's one of the good ones. Because he is a cop. Who turns in a corrupt cop. Yep. He says, this guy sucks. He doesn't deserve to be a cop. I'm going to turn him in. And I'm going to testify against him. And he gets this guy thrown in jail. Good. And I'm like, fuck yes. Absolutely. But guess what? Because he did that, he's like ostracized within the cops. Because they're all like, well, he's a snitch. He's a fucking rat. He can't be trusted. It's like, guys, isn't this what everyone says? That's why no one believes this shit. Because anytime like a good cop does a good thing, all the other cops are like, You broke the code. Yeah, one of us. You're supposed to be able to murder indiscriminately and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know. what a real cop does. So he's actually a good cop, which was fucking dope. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, he's doing everything right. He's just getting fucked over for some goddamn reason. Yeah, he almost dies. Oh, yeah. Because his fucking idiot, like, corrupt cop dad. partners oh, and his father. dad just like he calls for help like three times and they're just like fuck him and then he immediately gets shot and then yep. they're like ah shit what did you think was gonna happen but yeah they do a really good job of making you hate these cops every single one of them deserves it oh absolutely you know? every single one of them you're definitely on the killer side the whole time <laughs> in the other saw movies you're just like i don't know about this does he deserve it does she deserve it and this one you're like every one of them deserves it oh you you have this coming yeah you've got the alaska <laughs> <laughs> like there's a guy fitch piece that of fucking shit asshole. he's like the number one guy who hates zeke for turning in the corrupt cop other than the corrupt cop himself he fucking shoots an innocent guy just because he flips him off. Like, yeah. He murdered. He's one of these guys, and you know you've seen him. One of these cops who's just like is on a power trip and is like, if you disrespect me, I will beat the shit out of you because yep. I'm a cop and you have to respect me. Mm-hmm. He murders a man because he disrespects him. Insane. And 
actively knowing it was on his fucking dash cam. Yeah. Like there was footage of the the, the whole thing. Yeah, he Caught didn't care. Because once you get that power trip, you're just like, I'm above the law. Because mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Convict me? No. Bullshit. Absolutely. Two Fitches. I will say one good thing about him. Unlike most people in Saw Traps, he gets read the fucking rules of the trap and immediately tries to survive. He immediately just says, I'm going to live. I'm going to do this. He's the one who gets his fingers pulled off mm-hmm. slowly. Otherwise, he gets electrocuted. One, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. He fucking dies. <laughs> he don't make it. No, because he took like a 10, maybe, no, maybe like, like a, a five, five second break. Yeah. So in Spiral, in Spiral, the margins for surviving these traps are very slim. Oh, yeah. Like Fitch literally committed from the jump. I'm going to get my fingers ripped off, but I'm going to live. And then, you know, the pain was too much. He screams for like five seconds. Too late, buddy. Dead. Dead. Yeah, it was the margin of error is very narrow for all of these. Yeah. So the Jigsaw copycat here is pretty dope. I love the swerve. They got me on this one. Tell me. So it's the whole thing with Ezekiel is he's like a lone wolf guy. Like he obviously isn't trusted by anybody. So he just prefers to work alone. So of course at the beginning, the conflict is he gets stuck with a partner and uh spoiler alert, his partner is the uh, jigsaw copycat and has been planning this since apparently he was 12 years old. Yeah. It's fucking dope. It's, it's so, good. so good. His name's William and uh, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's very likable. Oh, yeah. He's so charming. I know. The charisma, those eyebrows. And he's, he's so calm when he's like revealing everything. Mm-hmm. Because he's justified in the things that he's saying. Yeah, again, you're like on his side. You're yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. Because he, when he was a kid, and I love when they, you know, they do the big reveal and like every line that he said mm-hmm. in the movie, it it's like. It all makes sense It now. all makes sense. Because he, um, when he was a kid, which he gives the fucking line. Sorry, let me say this real quick. Because Chris Rock was like, you know, like, you're disloyal. You're not loyal to me. What the fuck? And he's like, what? I've been loyal to you since the day we met. Mm-hmm. And it was like way back when he was a kid. He's hiding in the closet. And his father, who was a witness to like a crime, was yeah. going to testify against the cop. And be like, he said, this man's been harassing this neighborhood for too long. I'll testify. And then a corrupt cop murders him. Yeah. And says that he pulled a gun on him. Chris Rock comes up and he's like, what? The witness pulled a gun on you? That doesn't make sense. He looks at the dead body. He looks in the closet. And a young William is there, scared shitless. And Chris Rock just puts his finger over his mouth and tells him to be quiet. And right there, William just made up his mind like, I'm going to get revenge against the cops. Mm Mm-hmm fucking it's like a fucking batman story yeah doesn't it feel like it came out of like a dc comic oh yeah like it's so good oh it's like it's fucking sick so good it's like the punisher i don't know that storyline at all but yes i'll agree with you well yeah he's like a vigilante you know sure but he he like does his justice against people who are wronging others well there you go and he uh yeah so he just works his whole life to become a police officer he, you know, sees all the corruption and just starts targeting the people who screwed him over and are screwing people over. And he's just like, you know, we can reform the whole system, Zeke. If we work together, you know, you just got to prove you're loyal to me and all that. It's fucking dope. He strings up 
uh, Samuel L. Jackson on puppet strings, similar to the pig puppet. And as a little I, on the nose, I love it. Fantastic. You know, I don't know. I love it. Is it oh, like obvious? I, I really like it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was truly obvious until at the the very end where the arm lifts, like yeah. the pig puppet lifted the gun, mm-hmm. and then he makes his arm lift too in the puppet trap. It's yeah. very good. Also, that's fucking brutal. To yeah. lose almost all of your blood, I think he would have died regardless. Because <laughs> yeah. even if you've only got like a few ounces of blood in your body, you're done. Yeah, I mean, some people give what a pint, and they're like, "You're This man lost like half of his blood. Oh, probably more than that. Yeah, it looked insane. It was a lot of blood. But I don't know. I I could just talk about the last kill right now because, as I think I already said, he strings up Samuel L. Jackson on like wires he kind of looks like the marionette yeah and he's he dressed him up like the chief of police which he was the swat team comes in he like swats <laughs> he fucking swats the area they come in they don't listen to samuel trying to tell them not to come in as soon as they like break through a wire samuel gets lifted up and then like what looks like a shotgun comes out of like the wristband he had yeah and then he's forced to like lift it up as if he's going to shoot the police the SWAT team so they open fire on him and Mm -hmm. murder him because William said the killer he said like minutes before you know cops shoot first and ask questions later plus again he's a black man he's a fucking chief of police but there's many stories where like off-duty police officers will be harassed by the police because they're Mm -hmm. black they murder this man. Chris Rock's wa- watches his father get murdered in front of him. And then William gets the biggest, like, fucking F you ever because Chris so Rock's, good. like, watching, like, no. And he, like, turns and sees William get on the elevator and, like, it's closing. And he, like, tries to tell the SWAT team, like, that he's there. He's over there. Yeah. And William just looks at him and just puts the finger up over his mouth <laughs> and just says, you know, just be quiet. And it's just like, oh. So fucking good. sick dude get away man let me see spiral too it's so good <laughs> i fucking love it i, I think it's sick i i don't know and again is it it's on the nose but it's fucking sick yeah and it, it doesn't feel cheesy it feels like earned yeah you it know? feels like oh gotcha fucking gotcha you, fuck you fuck you mm-hmm. and it sucks because it but he's like teaching zeke a lesson right yeah like, you can't trust these people mm-hmm it's fucking crazy. I love it. It's fantastic. I'm so happy that they were able to revamp it mm-hmm. and make it anew. Because I feel like for a while, Saw was just kind of a joke. Yeah. Like, oh, are you going to go see Saw? One really awesome thing that came out of Saw that we haven't mentioned, but we'll mention here at the tail end since we were talking about blood, is that Saw actually brought about a lot of blood donations. Oh, yeah. Which was really awesome because um, what would they do? They would, like, the... The week or the few days before the film would arrive, uh, debut in theaters, um, they would hold like blood drives. And if you donated blood, you would get a free ticket to go see the show. So it's like, oh man, that's sick. Good stuff. That's good. It's on brand. It's helping people, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So it's just a fun little tidbit. And we would be remiss if we did not just bring up that, yes, they mentioned Jigsaw multiple times in the film. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, it's a Jigsaw copycat. We see a picture of John Kramer. You mean Tobin is, Bell? Yes. Which the is angel I love. Daddy J. Daddy J. Which is fucking cool. I love shit like that. And it's funny that Chris Rock 
because if you've been listening for the last few minutes, <laughs> you know that we've talked about just how many cops are killed in the original Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. And in this film, Chris Rock says, nah, Jigsaw didn't target cops, buddy. Yes, he did. <laughs> he definitely did target cops. Yeah, he definitely did. He may have not targeted a precinct, yeah. but he targeted individual cops he, pretty frequently. He murdered a cop in the first one, tried to murder a cop in the first one. Donnie Wahlberg was a cop. He was killed. The fucking guy in the fourth one was a cop. Hoffman he was killed. is a cop. Hoffman is like FBI guy, so cop killed. Mm-hmm um strom cop you know just like so many fucking cops and like detectives are killed come on now chris rock but yeah he, uh, he's not as familiar with the cases <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't target the cops directly yeah but someone had to teach him a lesson so william's gonna do it i would love to see more saws more 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 from the book of saw yeah what where do you where would you like to see it go next maybe the next one would just be like uh taking down a pedophile ring that would be cool because that's something that's coming up yeah, into like, like the social commentary oh, recently it would have to be uh like reforming the government yeah like it would all like it would all be like government officials politicians and like, yeah. yeah but all that all that shit would get unearthed and like uh, oh absolutely maybe it would be like a, a team of um, a team of jigsaw apprentices yeah apprenti- 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 apprentices <laughs> um yeah, maybe they're all like young, kind of like William. Ooh. They're all like twenty somethings. They're gonna take the future into their own hands. Exactly, overthrow the government. They're tired of it. Absolutely, that'd be sick. I'm all. I'm here for the Saw Revolution, baby. From the Book of Saw. Love it. I would love to see it. I'd love to do it. I mean, just I didn't say that. What? Hey, mm-hmm. no, you better chill out. These are jokes, people. I can barely like. Stay on the sight of my own finger bleeding from a paper cut. You think I got the guts to do anything like <laughs> think this? I got the gusto. Hell no. This is all the jokes. It's a joke. <laughs> Everything you heard right now was a joke. <laughs> Never good to hear a joke played in, in court. <laughs> Never goes over well. Uh, Anyways. It's time for us to DTR, aka define the relationship. If Saw were a relationship to me, it would be like that one friend that I think everyone has, that just loves to talk big game, but can never back it up. <laughs> Aww. Like they are overly confident and borderline ridiculous when it comes to the things they believe about themselves. Like, you know, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. I, I've yeah, I've had, I'm in middle school and I've had sex 50 times already. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. Because as, as far as I know, the only woman you know is your mother. Nah, 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 nah. All, all my ladies go to other schools. Oh, that's convenient. You don't understand. Jesus. I banged them all at once. Uh-huh, sure. I went for hours. Anyway. Why do you but, talk like but that? This, but, this, <laughs> but this friend is, and just like John Kramer, this friend uh, tends to take things a bit too far. Like, always pushes the joke a little past the envelope, and it's like, okay, that's enough of that. But overall, they're a good time. And they're always there when you need them. They're reliable. And um, Saw is welcome to any party that I'm throwing. And who knows? Maybe, we, uh, maybe we'll even play a game together. Nice. <laughs> nice. What about you, Eddie? What's your, what's your relationship with Saw? Well, you know, for me, after watching all the films back to back and watching Spiral in theaters, it was the first movie we saw in theaters. It's not post-pandemic, <laughs> but like... 
mid-demic. In like the in like that three week sweet spot where Ooh, the pandemic the first... we was like we out of this like the baby. The end of May and we're like oh, hell yeah. We we survived. And then Delta came in with an uppercut. So good, and then I got fucking uppercutted. Anyways, watching it in theaters was dope. We were buzzing, driving back, watching a select few for this podcast episode again. I got to say, Saw gets a lot of unwarranted flack. I will also say some of it is warranted. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It's so twisty. The films are just an edgelord's wet dream. And the erratic camera cuts can be a bit much. But that's all why we fucking love it. I truly love just how ridiculous it gets and how many reveals of apprentices there are because, like, come on, man. There's there's absolutely no way that all this is happening. There's no way this is going off without a hitch. I'd say, though, as we have said before, these really aren't gore porn to me. I know some of them get a little, you know, into the kills, but most of the kills, especially early, aren't really shown in detail at all. To me, these are some of the most fun watches because you should just sit down and, you know, say, let's see some dumb shit and enjoy it. Plus, John Kramer made a lot of good points. Thank you, Tobin. And then William (laughs) and Spiral, you made some good points. Spiral, I think, is a great addition to the franchise and one of my favorites out of all of them. I really hope they make more books of Saw. Like I said, before watching all the films and really falling for this franchise, my relationship was borderline non-existent. Now, though, I can truly say I love this franchise. I love it for what it is and how it doesn't try to be anything else. You know, you know when you find that one person who, like, loves you for you? you Aww. That's me and Saw. I love Saw because it is what it is. I could watch these, like, multiple times every year. And I hopefully, you know, get to watch newer films just so I can fall in love with the franchise more and more. Because, as we have said many times on this podcast... We love and I love movies that are fun. And these are some of the most fun movies you'll ever watch. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I think it's time for us to say goodbye, Eddie. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Easy. Goodbye. Not right now, but in a second we'll say goodbye. But first we got to say thank you. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow us. Download the podcast. And spread the word. Tell your loved ones. Tell your mailman. Tell your local police chief. Yeah, tell your corrupt politicians. They might not like this podcast, tell your actually. Coru- <laughs> tell, tell your corrupt healthcare workers that you can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We should be everywhere. You can follow the podcast itself on Twitter and Instagram at Show Dependent Pod. That is S-H-O dependent pod if you want to follow myself eddie i go by the name victor v sweet on twitter on twitch playing a lot of fun stuff talking a lot of fun things kayla if they want to find you on the internets where can you be found you can find me in the seediest motel possible (laughs) uh just sitting in what used to be a mattress but is now just a collection of springs and some fabric And I'll be looking up at the ceiling, just thinking, why? (laughs) What? But if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at Twitter at DJVovich. And that's it. All right. What are you, a detective? (laughs) Better not be. What's with the third degree here? Disgusting. Get away from me. I plead the fifth. (laughs) Well, now that we have enjoyed Saw, it's time for you to save the date 
and we'll give you a little preview about our next episode and what you can expect from the conclusion of Spooky Season here on Show Dependent. It's already almost over. I know, it's sad. I'm really sad, actually. But next time on Show Dependent, we will take a turn from the absurd to the magical. We'll uproot some religious trauma, don some accents, get scared, and hail Satan as we discuss Robert Eggers' 2015 film, The Vivitch. Or, as most people call it, The Witch. Nah, it's The Vivitch. (laughs) And hey, John Kramer taught us a lot of lessons. But his most important lesson is this. Most Most people people are are so ungrateful to be alive. alive. But But not not you. you. Not Not anymore. anymore.